0: In her travels through Afghanistan, the locals call Shannon Galpin, the blonde, blue-eyed infidel. At 36, this mountain bike racer from Breckenridge, Colorado, makes her way through active war zones waging peace. And as executive director of her own non-governmental organization called Mountain to Mountain, Shannon works on behalf of vulnerable women and children caught in the crossfire.
1: Well, our focus is looking at women in Afghanistan as beyond the victims, but as the solutions and as the agents of change, if you will. And that these women that we're trying to work with by education and training are truly the solutions for the country.
0: Afghanistan has been a place of violent conflict for more than 40 years. And with U.S. troops on the ground, now for almost a decade, ordinary people with no special training like Shannon are getting involved, trying to find a peaceful solution. So how does a blonde infidel from Colorado find herself doing this kind of work in Afghanistan?
1: You know, I started traveling over there two or three years ago. I had spent time living in the Middle East. I'd lived in Lebanon and traveled throughout the Middle East for a couple of years. And I have always connected with the regions that have the worst human rights, that have the worst gender equity rights. And I've always had a passion for Afghanistan.
0: A single mother with a daughter at home, Shannon is like many American women, frustrated with the plight of people here at home and halfway around the world who suffer largely because of their gender.
1: What I realized is I was ranting a lot and I was upset about it and it was that old adage of be the change you wish to see in the world. And instead of complaining, maybe I should just get off my ass and do it.
0: So Shannon took action. I mean, no kidding. She sold her house and started a nonprofit that goes directly to serve women and children in Afghanistan. Mountain to Mountain provides education and prenatal opportunities that empower women to take control of their lives. And with stable households where children, both boys and girls, are encouraged to go to school, how much more likely are the prospects of peace in the future?
1: I want to see that I am creating ripple effects in Afghanistan that affect the ability for women to have some control of their destiny.
0: Now You can't help but be inspired by Shannon's story. Hers is the kind of narrative that makes this program so much fun and really an honor to produce. But while I was piecing together the sound clips for today's episode, I came across a piece of information that we didn't discuss in our interview. So I had to get Shannon on the phone and have her take me back to something that happened almost 20 years ago.
2: When I was I had moved to Minneapolis right after high school graduation and decided that I was going to pursue a career as a dancer and was working and living basically downtown Minneapolis.
0: Shannon had left her home in North Dakota to begin a life dramatically different than the one that she leads today. But something happened in Minneapolis that changed the course of her destiny forever.
2: I was working late one night, and instead of taking bus that I should have taken, I took an earlier bus, which dropped me off on the far side of a park, and through a series of, looking back now, bad choices or bad decisions, I walked through the park at night and was attacked.
0: To put it bluntly, Shannon was raped. A stranger wearing a ski mask, carrying a knife, brutally assaulted her and left her for dead. Though she survived and reassembled the shattered pieces of her life, Shannon would come to realize that even though she put this chapter of her life into the past, her journey through it was far from over. I'm James Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. Shannon only began speaking publicly about her assault last year in a Dateline NBC interview with Anne Curry. I've known Shannon for a while now, and I've never really questioned the motivation behind her efforts to protect the safety of women in Afghanistan. But in order to truly understand how a person, how anyone can go from dreams of becoming a dancer to building schools in the middle of an armed conflict in Central Asia, I think it's important to understand the path she took to get there. After she was attacked, Shannon said she just wanted to put it behind her.
2: I remember being so intense that I was not going to let this define me. I mean, it was immediate, and I don't know why that's the thought that went through my head, but I was so determined to not be that quote-unquote victim. I couldn't bear that. I didn't want to be viewed as this kind of pathetic, broken thing. I was just so determined. This is not going to define me. This is not how I'm going to be labeled. And so that covered up a bit of what happened, and I I glossed over details, and I pretended that I was fine in an effort to be fine.
0: And for the most part, she was fine. Shannon went on with her life. She traveled abroad. She fell in love, got married, and raced her mountain bikes. She settled down in Breckeridge, Colorado, and had a baby, a beautiful little girl named Devon. But the events of her past came crashing back one day when she received a phone call from her sister, Larissa.
2: She was going to college a couple hours away from me in southern Colorado. And I got a call from her and basically saying that she had just talked to mom and dad and that she had been raped.
0: The walls that Shannon had built to protect herself from the memories of her past came crashing down. They fell suddenly away as the same violence she survived was inflicted upon someone she loved.
2: I went down, drove straight down there and, and rented a hotel room and, and stayed with her, and it was really thrown in my face, I think, my own situation. And, you know, her and I are 10 years apart. So to see that happen only a couple years, difference from when I was that age with her, and realizing that her and I had never really discussed it, and, and feeling like I should have shared more with her, and I needed her to have a better way of, of being open and dealing with it than I ever did.
3: I'm my-
0: As Shannon helped her sister to heal from the trauma of being attacked, she found herself finally experiencing her own feelings that she had set aside long ago, her feelings of fury, of outrage.
2: And just that, that feeling of so angry that this would happen to her, so angry that my parents who have only two daughters, no sons, both this happens to both of their daughters 10 years apart. You know, it, it was a fear that, man, if it can happen to both of us, it can happen to Devin.
0: And it was at that point in 2004 when Shannon says her innate feelings of maternal protection began to kick in.
2: I think that was all coming to a head that, okay, there are certain things I can't change, but there are things I can. And I am not going to just sit back and just allow... Things like this to happen in other places in the world where it's systematic. It's used as a weapon of war. It's used because women aren't respected. there, There was a lot of things swirling around at the time, but it was kind of this thing of, I am tired of wishing the world was different. I want to actually be part of making it different, and I'm willing to make that leap to do that. And hopefully to set an example to my daughter that you have to be involved in the world. You have to be part of shaping the world around us.
0: Shannon created Mountain to Mountain as a way to get involved and make a difference. Her work to provide education to women and children of Afghanistan is helping to curb an alarming statistic. One in three women in the U.S. and worldwide are victims of sexual assault.
2: While there is plenty of advocacy groups and there's outreach and there's support and there's certainly justice in the legal system. That number is extraordinarily high. And I think that for my purposes, it served that perhaps in my own story that I'm now owning, there can be another narrative or another version of what it means to be a a rape victim, what it means to be that quote unquote word that I hate. I don't look at the women that I see enduring much worse than I ever endured on a daily basis in Afghanistan as just victims that need to be pitied. I also look at them as potential solutions. And I would love to see that the mindset of women who have to endure this as well, that they see that there is another path. There is a way to kind of mobilize that grief and that anger and that disbelief that you can mobilize that into something powerful and and kind of wield it against our attackers.
0: Now Shannon is fighting back in a way she never could have when she was 17. And ironically, she's grown to become stronger and certainly more formidable since her attack.
2: You know, there's enough distance now of time, and I look back on that and think, and I hate to say it because this could come up the wrong way, but I almost have him to think, for where I am. And I'm still processing that. I don't know if that's really the right way to think of it. But there's a path almost to forgiveness through that, which I never chased and I certainly never planned on addressing. But there is a way to forgive my attacker because there is a fearlessness in me now that I'm not scared. I don't know if I would be that way otherwise.
0: And it's this fearlessness that allows Shannon now to ride her mountain bike along the goat trails of Afghanistan, dodging the Taliban and landmines. She's empowered now to take the fight to where she can do the most good without fear. And while she wasn't able to stop her own attacker, today she knows that she's capable of surviving almost anything.
2: You know, he meant to break me. His intent was to just break me, to break my spirit, to break my body to break me. And the irony is that 17 years later, he actually emboldened me. He made me fearless. But now it's that feeling of, okay, you know, it's not a Pollyanna attitude working in Afghanistan of, oh, you know, sunshine and rainbows and I can make the world a better place. I'm very aware of the risks involved to me personally, I'm very aware of the realities of trying to work within a country like Afghanistan that, that is, you know, the worst of the worst in terms of gender equity, that is in the middle of a conflict that's been lasting for decades. You know, all of those things that make working there so difficult.
0: And no matter how difficult or even dangerous your work in Afghanistan may be, Shannon's primary purpose is to stay safe and to be a good mother and role model for her daughter, Devon.
2: I need to come back to her as her mother and be whole for her but that i'm not going to give up doing what i can to help her counterparts and and women and girls that deserve the same freedoms and the same justice that she does and that i do if there's anything that i can do to to be part of of affecting change of creating value for women of creating access to education for girls then then i have to do that and that's hopefully something that I kind of sow the seed in Devon that whether that's here in her own state or in her own country or in a country far far away that you know you have to be involved you have to be part of creating this world.
0: Shannon's heading back to Afghanistan in February. She'll undoubtedly miss her daughter, and even though she's putting her own safety at risk, Shannon knows her work is making the world a little bit safer, not just for Devin, but for future generations of women and children. You can learn more about Shannon Galpin's work in Afghanistan online at mountaintomountain.org. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. Music this week by singer-songwriter Cheryl Englehart. The Joy Trip Project is made possible through the generous support of our sponsor, Patagonia. Check out their latest conservation initiatives and new media projects on their blog, thecleanestline.com. Thanks for listening, but we hope you'll write. Send us an email with your questions, comments, or criticisms to info at joytripproject.com or find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care
3: me a pile of rubble at my feet one step over and-